0: Publisher Podcast, episode 107. Well, hey, hey, everybody. As I record this on October 4th, 2023, this is a big and exciting day. Today is the kickoff of the 2024 conference season. If you head over to womeninpublishingsummit.com, you'll be able to find all of our new sponsors, all of the sponsor offers which are available now. You'll be able to order your ticket on early bird pricing, which is $100 off the full price, so you want to make sure that you get those tickets now because we're starting our events in October for attendees with networking sessions, with special sessions only available to our ticket holders, and lots of fun that we have planned between now and the virtual conference, which runs March 6th through 9th, 2024. So make sure you grab those tickets at com today. This podcast episode is with one of our sponsors for 2024, Paige Dungan of the Front Porch Collective. Paige is a PR, a publicist, and a PR expert, and she has so many actionable tips that you can start implementing today to help you get ready to launch that book. We are so lucky to have Paige and the Front Porch Collective as sponsors for the Women in Publishing Summit in 2024 for the 2024 season. She has an amazing offer over on uh, Women in Publishing forward slash front porch she's offering a free master class so that you have everything you need to know to identify your path um, to published roadmap um, so it talks about your routes to publishing getting the media spotlight you need and then um, elevating your author brand so covers quite a bit of content in that so you can go gain access to that women in summit.com forward slash front porch and be sure to check out all of our sponsors please at women in com forward slash sponsors we have such an amazing lineup of sponsors this year everything from Ingram spark Who will help get your Who will get your book distributed to all the bookstores? To um, Pro Writing Aid as a self editing tool, we've got uh, abundantly social who provides uh, also PR marketing book launch support, social media support, all of those things, and just such a wide variety of. Different tools, resources, a pub site, which we talk about a lot to help you DIY your author. Just really phenomenal resources over at womeninpublishingsummit.com forward slash sponsors. There are some uh, discounts that are only available to ticket holders. So if you want to get everything, you're going to make sure you're going to want to make sure that you get your ticket right away, so you don't miss our upcoming events. Um, but you know, there's a lot of offers that our sponsors have just been so generous to give to our entire community, whether you're able to attend the conference or not. So please show them your appreciation by going over, checking out their offers, and. Um, and 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 getting them and <laughs> doing all the things. All right. Let's get into this episode because it was so much fun to talk with Paige and she just like I said has an enormous amount of information to share, stuff that just you can start implementing right now and start building your platform and getting more media and uh, recognition of you because the more people that know about you, the more likely that people are going to come to find you and to, uh, to buy your book, right? All right, so let's dig into it. Welcome to the Publish Her Podcast, a place where you can come to get inspiration, motivation, help, encouragement, and support in your journey to write, publish, and sell your book, hosted by Alexa Bigwarf.
1: Because I've been where you've been, and I felt what you feeling, and I don't want to get in your way.
0: All right. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Publisher Podcast. Today, we're talking about one of my favorite topics, marketing, but even more specific to marketing, PR. And PR seems to be one of those things that we just can never quite get enough information about because things change it can be very different and customized to one person for another as to how and where they're getting PR Um, technology and tools change but overall what we do know is that for an author to be successful in marketing their book they have to be out there getting in front of people talking about themselves as much as they're talking about their book right? Um, So today we have Paige Duncan, who is a communications expert who knows how to get authors and their books noticed. She was the former head of PR and talent at Success Magazine and is known for her creative media launch strategies. Page has landed multiple authors on bestseller lists and is always looking for new and innovative ways to promote books. You can find her work inside Gurus Magazine and Reach TV, where she helps readers and viewers discover the next book on their nightstands, which is where we all want to be, no matter what. Yes. We're
1: reading, right? <laughs> yes. We want to be right next to people so they grab our book, right? Oh my gosh, if y'all could wall. only
0: see the stack of books on my <laughs> nightstand, <Thanks>. like <laughs> there's so many, so many. Well, welcome Paige. I'm so happy to have Thank you here on you. the show. Well, let's get started with how did you wind up? Um, I mean, we don't have to, we don't have to go down the hole. Like how did you <laughs>
1: Yeah, are, but let's most, resume
0: from the, from the time you were born, how did you, know yeah. <laughs> um, how did you wind up working with with authors in particular for, and book marketing um, type of PR and media launches? You know,
1: what's funny. It was a very untraditional star, Alexa. So I was working at Dickie's barbecue corporate, which is a barbecue franchise doing PR. That was my first kind of job. And the family wanted to write a cookbook Oh, wow. And I was tasked with, hey, figure this out, right? Like, we want to do a cookbook, so here I am, green. Like, I know my skills from college, but that's about it. And that was my first taste in figuring it all out, like literary agent, what it takes to make the book, like even being a hand model in the book. <laughs> like, I did all jobs, listening to the author's recordings on a tape cassette, and dictating all of it. Wow. But I loved it. I was like, oh, and then when it came time to start to do the press for the book, I was just excited. I love doing across the board media, but there's something about getting someone's piece of work kind of buzzing and excitement building and actually then having that book affect other people's lives that just really like fuels my fire. So I did that cookbook and um, wanted, knew I wanted to do more, but I didn't know where that was me. And it led me actually to um, a publicity job with Success Magazine. So I yes. headed over there, and that is really where I like honed my chops and got my stride because I got to work with all of the thought leaders that we think of today from Mel Robbins to Marie Forleo to Amy Porterfields of the oh. world. And we worked. They would do the book, and we worked as a media brand, right? So then I got to work on the media side, helping to promote these books. And so, and before they are who we know, all these people are now, right? And that is really so. I spent most of my career as had a publicity and talent at success working with. I mean, even the most seasoned authors, Les Brown, you know, mm-hmm. um, Bishop Jakes, and seeing how good they are at their craft, but then how important it is to have their message make an impact. And then that's where I came in to help make the impact. And so I decided about two years ago that I was like, okay, my calling, my gift, my zone of genius, whatever you call it, is helping authors get noticed by the media and understand how this world works. Because it's a very wild west of a world that the rules keep changing.
0: (laughs) For sure. Um, well, that is super exciting when there's so many interesting things about that, just how you basically taught yourself a skill that has been <laughs> led into all of those things, which is wonderful. But the other thing, the question that I had that I didn't even know I was going to want to ask you today is around this idea of magazine um, so, so you work for Success Magazine, and you're talking about all of these authors. How I, I don't even how do authors break into the magazine world and getting featured in magazines and places of that
1: nature? Well, the thing that's working on author's side right now is unfortunately publications are cutting journalists left and right, so they have very lean teams. That is why a huge part of strategies I teach everyone is the byline strategy. Write an original piece of content for the magazine and submit it. That is your Uh, first foot in the door of building a relationship. And magazines are like yearning for content because they just don't have enough staff and manpower to produce it all.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's a great idea. And then um, for those of you who don't know what a byline is, that little line that has your information, you want to give a little more um, information Mm -hmm. on how to successfully use that.
1: Exactly. And so once you're able to start contributing to the magazine and outlet, typically they'll come back and take more and more. And then you can even be a contributing expert. Your relationship starts to grow. And as we all know, in PR and, you know, media relations, it is all about that relationship. But you are the expert. So don't forget that. And they need your expertise. So that is why a byline is a wonderful place to get in. Another great place if you're looking at starting at working with magazines is building a relationship directly with the editor. So wow. say your book is on health, right? And the health editor of women's world, right? Say that is your target audience. Literally just share, just share as much as you can. If you have research in your book, share it. If you have one-of-a-kind teaching tactics, share it. The more that you can just be a source for the magazine, the quicker your likelihood is for them to come back and be like, hey, let's do something together too. I never even thought about that. So you can actually reach out to the editor
0: of the relevant magazine and say, hey, I have some information that you guys might want to use for yes. articles and content.
1: Yep, exactly. Oh. And they're looking for that, Alexa, because again, they don't have the time to go after and ideate all of these different news angles and stories, right? Right. They're kind of like scrambling, especially a wonderful place to start is to get digital version of the magazine, right? Mm -hmm. So the website. Mm -hmm. So when you think of entrepreneur.com to time.com, whatever your target audience is, They're producing new information, 24 hours. Like there's always new content on there and they're Mm -hmm. always looking for experts to be a part of that. And so that is why I already tell people do it twofold. Pitch the magazine, the actual physical magazine. Also go after the digital editor too. Mm -hmm. Oh, there's two people. Two different people. Two different people. Oh, wow. Good to know.
0: Okay. Well, that's already great information. That's something actionable that everyone can do today. Like just Google the magazines that have something to do with your area of expertise, parenting, cooking, business, entrepreneurship, Mm -hmm. um, health, wellness, mindset, whatever. There's something out there. And then finding the editor (laughs) information and reaching out with, with good information that they can use for articles, et cetera.
1: Absolutely. And what I would suggest, just Google like Masthead Forbes, because the Masthead will give you everybody's name and half the time they'll be hyperlinked, but you'll be able to take that name and then go look on their website to get their email.
0: Perfect. That is great information. Okay. So let's get back to the traditional um, PR then a marketing for for authors writing books. Where I, I feel like we're essentially talking about nonfiction authors at this point in time, right? Or can or do you also ever help fiction authors?
1: I help fiction you too. Do. Oh.
0: Okay, great. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. well let's talk about you know the everybody wants to have a bestseller campaign. I mean, yes. for obvious reasons, right? We've written yes. this book. We've invested in this. We want people to actually buy it. What is a bestseller campaign in your, in your world? Cause it can look different in different mm-hmm. places. And, and what are some of the things that you focus on to help authors get there?
1: That's a great question because I think the most important place to start is understanding there's different types of bestseller. Yes. So you have, <laughs> right. So let's all be clear on that. You have traditional bestseller, New York Times, Wall Street, Journal, Washington, you know, um, post, like all of that. You also have Amazon bestseller. And then you also have like trade magazine bestseller, like a publisher's weekly, which for those of you that aren't aware, publisher weekly goes to all literary agents, publicists, anyone in the publishing industry gets this trade publication. So you have multiple ways to be a bestseller. So let's first focus on the traditional bestseller right what that is and how to get there so when you're looking at going that traditional route you need to start your marketing and PR efforts at least six months out
0: thank you so much for reiterating that thank you so much because I keep telling you that and I keep getting this look like
1: you're out of your mind (laughs) <laughs> yeah, but that's even just to sell a book, right? Right, bestseller out right, like that right. needs to be happened because all of these opportunities that are going to move the needle for your book take time. Like you need to have a runway, and anything that comes from media, not paid, takes minimum on average ninety days to come to fruition. Right. So when you are thinking about like a traditional bestseller, you need to have time. You need to have resources because financially, if you are not a marketing whiz and PR whiz, typically to hit those big lists, unless you have someone on your team, you need a pretty good engine to help get you there. And by marketing, it's focusing on paid ads, funnels, and email lists. Like you need to have a really, really strong email list. Mm -hmm. And then on the PR side, you need to have someone or make yourself the expert and getting national, national press is critical to landing on these lists, especially New York Times, because New York Times looks at. We all know no one really knows the 100 formula with New York Times, but they look at uh, units sold. Also, if this book is like notable, meaning it's being talked about, it's being reviewed, right. it's being right. shared. Um, so, what I would suggest anyone that wants to make a bestseller list is like begin with writing your six. 12 month strategy, right? Start to focus. If I had to tell somebody focus on three things right now to get on the list, it would be number one, learn and grow your email list. Yes. Number one. (laughs) Number two, start making your media contact list and just relationship build right now. Again, this means you're just serving them. You're not asking necessarily for coverage. You're just sharing exciting information with them that may be relevant to a story that they're working on. And number three, what I would also suggest is get social. And what I mean by that is you don't have to necessarily have a huge social following yourself, but start following and engaging with those that are your target audience that do have a significant following to be able to start to build that relationship up. So when you are ready to really push pre-sale, you have that foundation there.
0: Yeah, you know, I'm I'm really glad that you that you highlight that because that's something that I I also really want authors to understand with on the social side, it's not necessarily about, and we talk about this in our Instagram for authors and TikTok for authors and other oh. courses that we do. It's not necessarily about how big your social media following is, right? That will mm-hmm. come and grow. But when I was launching my um my first rom com book last year in December. I didn't focus very much on growing my own account at all in terms of like what I was posting. I posted a couple pictures. I co- I post some pictures, some reels, some things like that. But where I spent all my energy was mm-hmm. going to similar authors' pages and following their followers and engaging with their followers and doing reader follow loops yes. and like that and talking to them and, and commenting on the books that they were reviewing and doing so. And would you believe, like, I, I built my email, my Instagram from roughly 200 followers to over a thousand followers in like two months, which it's, that yes. doesn't sound like whoa, but let me tell no, you. No, but my, it, da- it
1: is whoa, everybody. Yeah, that is my, a my big game.
0: Yeah, my personal Instagram, I've been trying to build for years and I don't follow any kind of strategy. I'm just posting about my life and I'm like, not even <laughs> 2,000 people yet after like six years. So, <laughs> you know, it's like, come on. So, it is that engagement piece, that talking to other people and getting in front of the people that you want to make relationships and connections with is far more important than spending hours trying to craft the perfect post and the perfect image and the reels and all of that.
1: (laughs) Oh, it is so true, Alexa. And now as part of PR, you know what we actually look at? Social media is a form of PR now. Like Mm -hmm. when you think of like traditional PR, like magazines and you know, podcaster viewer and digital outlets. And then I'm so glad you have a course on TikTok and Instagram for authors, because that is as you know, I mean, that's the biggest, one of the biggest converters of sale, book sales now.
0: Yes. T- tremendously. But it's not coming from the author's accounts, unless you're Colleen. Hoover. No, it's coming from I the reviewers. <laughs> you're accounts. so right.
1: Yes. It's coming from the reviewers. And that is what matters. Like one review can catapult your book in so many different oh directions. Gosh. Yes. And that is why it, I think, you know, as humans, we tend to be like, Oh my gosh, are they going to like it? Is this good enough? Can I ask for that? Yes. Yes, yes, and yes. Like, remember, you're the expert and always ask for the review. It's like when you're going out to pitch your book and tell the media about your book, the worst thing they're going to say is no or not at this time. Right. Great. There is a hundred more opportunities out there
0: so when we're, we're we're starting all of this six months out we're getting social mm-hmm. we're growing the media mm-hmm. connections we're doing all mm-hmm. of those things and then how do we utilize that to make sure that we see the sales and the and the buzz yep. that we want to see around our book
1: and how to utilize that is a couple different ways with media number one it's' Being relevant to what they're looking for. So what I mean by that is understanding what they're talking about. The worst thing you can do in reaching out to the media is be super irrelevant on something that they may not cover it, or it's not even timely with what is happening in the greater world around us, right? And there's always a way to make your book fiction or nonfiction, trending with themes that are already being talked about in the news. Yes, yes. Always. Yes. So I think it is mastering the art of storytelling because the number one thing I tell authors is what is the problem you're trying to solve? That's what media cares about. And your book is the tool and tactical piece that they're going to do to implement it. But what is you, the author expert, are you solving for a problem? Right. Right. And so in that time when you're pitching out to everybody, I would start where I would start my pitching efforts is focusing on podcasts. And the reason for that is because they also are one of the highest generators converting to sales right? And on, with the media landscape. I would also focus if, Like I said, if bestseller is your thing, you're looking for those national opportunities. And the thing I want to note is you don't have to be a Colleen Hoover to get on today's show or Good Morning America. right? You just have to have a, a great story. And you, that doesn't mean you have to have like a, insanely catastrophic life to get (laughs) on there. Right. But you, you need a story of why you are speaking to what you're speaking to. Right. And then you need to know how to build relationships. Those are the two things. And then on the marketing piece, what what you want to do to make sure you're going to actually like see sales come throughout is a, have a really good Amazon author profile page. And I'm sure you talk about this, Alexa Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. is like, the key is utilizing that page to convert to sales also have a really good funnel strategy that's what's really going to make your book grow sales is having a strong funnel right. into your book and you want to talk a little for, bit
0: more about that for the people who don't understand what you mean yeah
1: oh with the funnel yeah so yes. okay so when we're talking about the funnel piece of this what we're talking about are what are the elements that you're dropping to lead them into your book sale right so you can do this a couple of different ways. Some people do a freebie offer of whatever that, that might be a quiz around your book. Mm-hmm. That might be a free downloadable, a bonus chapter, whatever that is. It's something that you're giving and serving them in order to move them to that sale. Yeah. That's what your fun of building is. And, and I'd what say, that does, oh, oh, go, go ahead. ahead. Oh, no, I was just going to say
0: that the key here, um, you, you said it, but just to clarify, the key is to make it relevant. Because what I see relevant. sometimes is that people will have like, if they're doing multiple things, like maybe they're writing a children's book and a fiction book or whatever, they might have a coloring page and then they try to sell people their fiction. So true. Book. So it's got to be something that that audience that's opting in is interested in <laughs> that mm-hmm. relates to the book.
1: A hundred percent. And what a lot of people will do too, is I've seen authors do events, virtual events, which don't cost anything. And that is a great way to get people engaged and interested in your book. Because the great thing about a funnel, it's not only converting to a sale, they're going on your email list. It's like a double whammy. It's like you get a sale and you get them on your email list. And so, like I said, when you're looking at really how your book is going to move from a nice decoration to like actually into people's hands, Uh it is through focusing on, like I said, email list building, offering a freebie to be able to get them to convert into a sale, having a focus on media. And that is with podcasting, if I like three podcasting byline and getting yourself out there on national outlets if you can, right, everybody can, but that's going to be the mi- biggest needle driver. And then the last thing I would say to Alexa is to really have your book be catapulted is reviews. reviews, reviews, reviews. Yes. Yes.
0: Let's, let's just sit here for a moment and talk about, let's reviews. do it. Because this is, I mean, critical for people. I can't, you know, I, I, I am a, big proponent of I spend a lot of time at trade book events right I go yeah. to to bookseller events I'm going to the American yep. Library Association event I've gone to the Bologna Yay. Book Fair like I try to um I try to get to all those places and um it because it's important to me whether I'm self-publishing or hybrid publishing or any of those things I um I, I want to be aware of what's happening in the trade I think it's important all that to say um Trade publishers give away hundreds and thousands of print galley copies, um, Mm -hmm. and that's so important in creating buzz and getting reviews. But even that doesn't always result in a ton of reviews, etc. Um, but it's important to give away, whether it's not print copies, but ebook copies, something when you are new so that people will give your book a chance because there's bajillions of books out there. And why are they just going to go a brand new book by somebody who has, um, who has no, you know, they're nobodies to them. I'm sorry to say it that way. None of us are nobodies, but you know, you know what I mean? Yes. Right. Um, Right. And, you know, yeah. So, what is your strategy for these reviews and and creating that buzz?
1: Yeah, there, I think there's two parts of the strategy. One is if like you're mentioning you're traditionally published authors and you get galleys and you're able to send those out to all the publishing houses, right? So you can send those out to be reviewed by Goodreads, the New York times, um, Washington Post, all of those, you can submit your book out. The key thing to remember is reviews, even if you're an independent published author, is they need those at least six months, some are eight months before your book comes out. They want to see something. Right. So remember that timeline. If you are on, whether you're self-published or published, you also want to, like you said, do giveaways and engage your community to leave a review. And so how you do that is... Literally starting with your network, which is your email list, putting it on social and doing that with a giveaway, right? Because you never want to pay for a review. Like in our line of work, we never do a paid trade for review in the sense of like, okay, will you 150 people go review it on Amazon for me? <laughs> but clarify
0: paid reviews with individual reviewers, not trade or industry yes, reviews. Yes.
1: Sorry. This <laughs> is for an individual on Amazon. Right, we don't right. pay one-to-one to have a review on Amazon. Exactly, exactly. Right, and so another great approach in getting reviews is when you are on um, doing podcasts and any of your media interviews, always do a CTA to that giveaway of the review. Anybody who loves my book and leaves a review, like I'm gonna do a special like, one-on-one coaching session for five lucky people or whatever that is that you're doing to give up to entice people that are like already part of your target audience and they're like oh this would be cool like I get this it's it's a way to still offer a value and ask for a review but it's not an exchange of money.
0: Yeah. And just to clarify, just to clarify on this point, because it is, uh, you know, you have to be careful with Amazon terms of services. You can't give away anything in exchange for an Amazon review. So, you know, yes. Yeah, yes. be careful that I mean if they take that review and they post it on Goodreads or on their social media and yes. then happen to put it on Amazon then that's, that's fine. So-
1: <laughs> yes, that's the thing. They can post that on social and they can post it anywhere because even if you get a review on social media, Alexa, the great thing is you can take that review and put it in your author author bio section of Amazon, right? Like if it's a big name that's giving you love and credit for your book, you can include that in your author Amazon profile. Right. But to your point, there's multiple places you can get reviewed. And with Amazon, I think the other key thing to note too is you wanna make sure most of your reviews are verified that they bought the book and purchased it because Amazon has been cracking down on how many unverified reviews they receive that an author receives and they're starting to shadow ban certain accounts and we've seen it and we've worked with authors that luckily it hasn't happened to them but they've been notified there's too many unauthorized reviews not accounted for and so you do need to be careful
0: we believe it's 50 in one day that's where we've seen with the authors when when they've hit about that mm-hmm. point um mm-hmm. when um when they're getting that point so um yeah yes yes Okay. So, but, but yeah, I mean, it, 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 that is really important. And I know sometimes when we're working with authors on the, on building their launch team, they have people that have received a free copy of the book and are going to review it. Um, we like to, um, tell them to put it on sale for 99 cents and ask them to go buy it at 99 cents too mm-hmm. so that you do get those verified reviews. But there's so mm-hmm. many there's so many strategies around this and you can there do it so, so many, many different strategies. ways.
1: <laughs> yes, so many different ways. And then you can also do like, especially if you are doing any type of speaking and people people are buying your book on premise, like say you're selling your book somewhere, it's the power of the ask. Ask them to leave a review. Right. I think that's the the thing that most authors forget because a lot of authors would go to those different trade shows you're talking about, even on the local level, right? The yeah. community book festival. Yeah. That is a prime place. Say you the goal was selling 20 books, that could be 20 reviews.
0: Yeah. That's
1: a huge number. That makes yeah. a significant difference.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um, but you know, it, it, I think with reviews, like the thing, it's frustrating because. You can give your book away to a lot of people and it's really hard to enforce that they do anything with it. And I know a Mm -hmm. lot of people will get real caught up in that. Well, I gave away the book, you know, a thousand, we had this situation, we ran Facebook ads and the Facebook ads were incredibly, incredibly effective in growing our email list because we lent, uh, we, we did the ad to a free copy of the book for, Mm -hmm. for, um, for advanced readers. However, it was cold audiences We had no idea, you know, we added the people to our email list and over time, many of those people have stayed on our email list and have reviewed other books and done other things. But at the end of the day, those thousand people resulted in about 50 reviews. So that gave me a really good understanding of how many people you actually have to give the book to, to get 50 reviews. It's painful
1: it is so true, Alexa. And I'm so glad you brought that point up because we're working, like we just launched a published book Who is a very well-known author. He's connected to everybody like this man. <laughs> he only has... Thirty Amazon reviews right now. Right, so like, let's put this all into perspective. In perspective, yes, 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 yes. yes. The truth of the matter is, some
0: genres get far more reviews than others. So true. You know, if you if you've published a a, a business building book, you may not get a lot of people putting reviews on it. If you've fiction, if you've published a steamy a romance, those are the people who leave reviews. They love books. They read them. They so review true. them. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, because they're tied to a character and there's much more of an emotional tie yes. to those types of books yes. and emotion drives action. And mm-hmm. so that is, is that is such a great point, Alexa, because truly if your target audience is like CEOs on this leadership book, <laughs> they're, they're not, not going <laughs> to be going to Amazon, okay. Or Goodreads and leaving their favorite review. They may love your book, but it's probably going to be more word of mouth that your book gets shared. Right or
0: maybe, and I don't know if this is a strategy that you work with them, but I know with a lot of our nonfiction books like that, what we've, we, we try to focus on is endorsements from people ahead of time. And then we can put those in the editorial review box. So even if it doesn't show a ton of reviews, we've got at least a long list of endorsements. Yeah. I, I
1: love think. that you do that. We do that too. It's so important to have endorsements. Like mm-hmm. it's kind of like, you know, how many degrees of separation, there's gotta be someone in there that has like a wavier name, right? Mm-hmm. And to your point, can help build up that credibility, that brand proof by endorsing your book. Because it is a review, it's just not technically through one of the review sites.
0: Exactly. Uh, do you have any other tips for for like if people are frustrated if they're trying to get the reviews, any other tools or sites or or ways that that your clients are are seeing success getting reviews?
1: You know what? One of the untraditional paths that we use is Quora and we set up Quora Q&As for authors. I don't know if you oh, guys do this. Like I've never even
0: heard this strategy. Tell me all <gasps> about
1: it. Okay guys, so Quora is amazing. (laughs) It is where so many, like just all topics are talked about, but there's a huge, huge following of writers and publishers and all of that on Quora. And what you can do is start an account and it's basically you ask a question and you answer it. And then individuals will either do an arrow up if they found that like, yeah, that is helpful. I'm going to use that arrow down. People comment on it. Like that's kind of the rudimentary way of thinking about Quora you question, you put the answer and then people kind of vote on how helpful that is, but they can also engage with you. Nice. So one strategy we're using is you can set up start a profile and set up um, um, a core Q and A's where you can take whatever your book is about and take relevant things. Like say you have a book on how to grow your career, right? You take the most trending questions and where you can find this side note is you Google, right? Google like, how do I grow my career? scroll down in Google, and you're going to see five suggested questions in Google, right? When you scroll past the first two, those are the most searched questions right now in that category. Bingo. Bingo. Then you're <laughs> going to take that question, put it on Quora because it's around the theme of your book, answer it and do that back and forth. The second part of this that we have found a lot of success to is you as the author Leaving answers on questions that yes. are relevant to your yes, book. Yes, yes, yes. That and how that leads to reviews is then people are like, oh, okay, how do you know about this? What do you have? And then the core audience are very loyal individuals. And when you ask them to do something, that's been our highest conversion of reviews that have come from Quora. Wow. I had
0: I've never Heard this before. This is breaking brand new news. So <laughs> we've interviewed. I, a, I know amazing. I've interviewed a lot of PR and marketing experts, and that's the first time oh, I've heard sure that. Oh, sure you have. Suggestion. So that's really amazing. I'm excited. We have a lot of nonfiction and even memoirs. I think, you know, memoir memoirs is such a, it's such an interesting category when it comes to marketing, right? Because it, to have a really successful memoir it needs to be written and marketed like a fiction book but yeah. <laughs> on the same time it's your life it's your knowledge there's probably a lot of things you can weigh in on on all kinds of things I mean we have one woman in our group right now that's writing a memoir about her time um in a cult in the 70s right so I'm I mean- okay
1: okay that um, on would go gangbusters because that's the thing it's topics about Everything. It's kind yeah. of like a Reddit, but a little bit easy, like a, a little bit more like positive and not that Reddit's <laughs> negative, but it can get squirrely.
0: It can it get a little negative. weird over
1: there. <laughs> it can. And just we have found the community and the target audiences for authors has been much better for us. That's so great. like her book. That's great because people will ask things about like um you know different things like for the woman who amazingly got out of the cult right they Mm -hmm. there will be questions around different themes from that that she could start to build a following and answer to because it's like social you have a profile people then follow you um but it's actually one-to-one engagement which is much better to convert too uh that and is quora a free tool to use it's free oh, mm-hmm. awesome
0: it's free. okay
1: everybody yeah. go create your
0: accounts. one more tool to use <laughs> one more yeah, way to waste our go. time <laughs> okay
1: <laughs> i know it's so funny where everybody listening is
0: already like oh my gosh not another
1: place but i, I think okay it, just watch uh, just go visit it yes like, that's yes all yes we, yes i ask just well, visit it and see
0: And the truth is with social media, like you find the places where you're supposed to be. I mean, I tell people they're supposed to be using Facebook and Instagram and TikTok and YouTube and LinkedIn and now Quora and where else I've missed something, but there's all these places. But in reality, I spend very little bit, very little time in any of those places. I spend, you know, the ones that I'm the most interested in are Instagram. So that's where I spend the most of my time. Mm
1: -hmm. And, Mm -hmm.
0: uh, and we post, we, we reutilize content and repost and share a lot of stuff on, on YouTube. So I've built a, you know, over a thousand followers on YouTube just by posting our webinars and our podcast episodes. And I'm not out there creating a bunch of stuff for YouTube. I'm just sharing what we already have. Um, so, you know, find the place that works the most. And if you're building it, uh, the, the key is readers, right? The key is readers. So if your readers. readers are there and people are engaging with you and following you and excited about you in a place, that's where you spend your time and energy.
1: It is so true. And I got to give a plug for Instagram because it, for media purposes, yes. if you are looking Like where I give tell all authors to go is go find okay, Julie Sands. We know she's the editor at um, you know, Southern Living. Uh go to Instagram, find her account, follow her, don't DM her. Yeah, don't Don't spam up her DMs. (laughs) Literally start to comment on relevant content to your story and your book. I have found so many lead opportunities through Instagram that have landed authors on Oprah Daily and another one on Rachel Ray, all by connecting with talent bookers on there, producers, editors. So guys, Instagram is, uh, uh, journalists have gone away from Twitter for various reasons and recent developments. Right, so Instagram, really, you don't have to have like, I, like we talked about an amazing account, but know that that is a great relationship building platform for media. Okay. I just went over looking for Julie Sam's and I can't find her. Oh, she's a made-up name. Oh.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's hilarious. I was literally over there like, I'm gonna get some articles in good housekeeping.
1: (laughs) Off off the top of my head, I was like, (laughs) wait, Julie Sam. That's article (laughs) would
0: be bad housekeeping.
1: Like okay, okay, (laughs) but but once, like I said, if you go to a masthead of the magazine yes, and you yes, find yes, their you name, find like, like for example, like one of the names is, uh, Derek Warburton, and he's the editor of Guru's magazine and he is on, and that's how him and I started a relationship and I started contributing to him.
0: That's awesome. I mean, so look, like, Guru's yeah. magazine, do they have a website? Do they have, sometimes they when you searching...
1: Yep. And they are very much lifestyle. So while it looks like fashion and beauty, and it is, it's all lifestyle. So any author in the lifestyle category, it's a great one to be connected with to just also grow your byline strategy. Absolutely.
0: Too. Absolutely. Yeah. Well,
1: oh my goodness. You have given me far
0: more than I expected to come out of this podcast interview. And I'd oh, like it's to. So- officially invite you to be a speaker on the women in publishing summit because I feel oh. like we can really dig into this
1: and you know I would love to um, I would I love know. to yes that can I tell you Alexa meeting someone also in the publishing space makes me so jazzed and <laughs> I love all the work that you're doing with your incredible you. authors that this is like my happiest moment right here is just oh, speaking
0: nice. with you. I love, I love this too. I mean, it's so much fun to go back and for, forth with other colleagues and professionals in the field, yeah. and, and really, that's what the Women in Publishing Summit is: is to create a space where we can find each other and and network with the right people and learn from each other and share with each other. So, well, I I appreciate that, and I really, I mean, you really, really delivered some fantastic. Oh,
1: I um, hope tips so. I me. just want to educate because knowledge is power, and everybody should have the same opportunity.
0: Amen. So I'm sure there is somebody who's going to be listening to this at some point in time, if not like immediately that says, I (laughs) want to work with this woman. So how do they come work with Paige Dungan?
1: Yeah, two ways. So our website is thefrontporchcollective.co, co. no m. And today. honestly, I put a ton of free content on my Instagram at thepagedungan. I literally we I like I just did a challenge two weeks ago of telling like how to use influencers to grow your book sales for nice. and lead immediate purposes. Nice. Like I do a ton of free trainings just because I want people to like I said be educated about so that is that is a real account and i'm yeah <laughs> <laughs>
0: i looked okay, that one up and actually found somebody. out there <laughs> that is so funny and then you also have tpf collective on yeah on, uh-huh. on there so i am following you now um yay okay, okay. Yeah. wonderful well i appreciate you so much we'll have all your links I all your you. accounts everything in the show notes so that um people can can come. Okay. So it's not finding TPF collective. That's so weird. Is that not on Instagram? Oh, TFP
1: collective. Oh, TFP.
0: Okay. It helps when you're looking up the right account. TFP. (laughs)
1: collected good grief. Okay. Thank
0: you so much. We've, this has been amazing.
1: This has been great, Alexa. Like I said, you have fueled my fire. So thank you. Well, thank you. We're just going to sit here and thank each other for,
0: yes, we are all day. <laughs> it's all about giving back the love and appreciation, right? All right. Well, everybody check out uh, all of Paige's resources. If you missed those in the, um, in the discussion, you can go over to the show notes. Uh, you can find the publisher podcast page at the com. all of our show notes are over there and we look forward to seeing you as a presenter in march at the conference so
1: excited guys <laughs> i just went ahead and me. told her she's going to be there <laughs> i'm coming i'm available <laughs> amazing all right have a great day you don't have to